Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. And now for Pucks and Pints. Brought to you by Jimmy Sports Lounge in Kingston, Ontario. My name is Coach K. I got one thing to say. We're getting closer and closer. I know the days of summer are quickly leaving, but it is great to have hockey to talk about again. And every week we get closer, as every week it's going to get better and better. We got a great show for you, ladies and gentlemen, including the hot seat. Uh, we're going to run down the Central Division. We have Jay Vegas's Picks of the Week. And Mike Jolitz's uh, Sports Minute. And, uh, of course, our uh, Craft Brew of the Week coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, brand new one this week, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorites. Big shout-out to everyone at Jimmy's, by the way, over there in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, but let's get the show going because I was told last week we rambled too much. And um, we're going to have like a... a we're going to have a noise, so like if you're going on too long, yeah, it means we, we, we got to move because we only got 60 minutes. Big shout out to uh, to Isbia and to uh, Mike Jolitz uh, out there in the chat that we can see anybody out there uh, else listening. Thank you so much for joining us, either on download a podcast, replay, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, over to Queens, what's happening? Uh, live from Queens, I am Big B, and uh, I always get excited this time of year because uh, football season has started, and as soon as football season starts, there's a month left until hockey season. 23 or 28 days. 23 days. days. Yeah, 23 I get, days. I get the Rangers feed, so every day it's the Rangers. The, the, the other day was Adam Fox, 23. 23 days to go. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited. Can't wait for the season to start. Uh, as I'm sure my uh, my friend to the north... Uh, my favorite, my favorite breakfast meat, can attest to. <laughs> Over to bacon. I'm not sure if this is appropriate for children anymore. <laughs> Your favorite breakfast meat. I think you have the wrong show. 
It's bacon. Okay. Right. That's right. Salty. All right. Bacon, uh, we're going to let you talk. But, of course, you're going to have something to talk about. Time for Bacon's Craft. Oh, that didn't work. Always something, right? (laughs) Time for Bacon's Craft. Screw review. All right. So, tonight... I'd like to welcome in a new sponsor to the show. We've got uh, Walkerville Brewery headlining our showcase here tonight. Uh, tonight, I've got on tap the uh, the Rob Roy Scotch Ale. Yeah, I passed that uh, which one. Is, day. Which is it's good. Yeah. It's a it's a nice nice drinking darker Scotch Ale. Uh, kind of a little toffee overtone. It's it's really really good. I, I'm really impressed with it. I like it quite a bit actually. And, and, and those of you that know me, I'm I'm not much for overtones or whatever, but I do have to tell you, I'm drinking the Honest Lager uh, to start off the night, and it is one of my favorites even before they sponsored the show. So I I love uh, Honest Lager. Big B, uh, are you drinking the same thing? Or as always, my uh, my Grolsch German Pilsner. All right. Speaking well, speaking you know what? of that's German, a, speaking I was of saying, German, it's a great segue. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Walkerville, they've got their Oktoberfest coming up this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, Coach K and I will both be out of town. I uh, just realized the dates. So I'm kind of bummed out. Uh, the 23rd, 24th, 5 to 10 p.m. on the 23rd, 3 to 9 on the 24th. Uh, they got some uh, German inspired menu from Black Magic Colony. Culinary Creations, uh, German folklore music performed by Harmony, some uh, German-style beers, some contests. Uh, and the one thing that's pretty cool is there is a limited edition one-liter Walkerville Brewery beer stein oh. that you can get and uh, and get it filled for $17.50 for the first fill. Nice. Um, with with your I'm kind of bummed out that I'm going to be away, and uh, I would have been one of the first ones in line to get one of those. But, but you and I... Upon our return the following weekend, we'll go give our thanks and have, have a absolutely have a beer uh, with all the great folks over there, at Walkerville Brewery. Um, I like I love Oktoberfest. Like I, I've never been to Germany, um, but like I love Oktoberfest. Uh, I, I, I just I remember Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit, Deka Meatly Kai. They have such powerful lyrics. Uh, in the in the music they sing. Yeah, and you're it, German, it, baby. You, know, you you are German descent. I was on an Oktoberfest uh, cruise uh, last uh, last fall. Well, that's uh, going, right. You were hammered by noon. I was yeah. I, at ten a.m., I boarded the boat and I was drinking already. It was free beer. I had uh, Lieberkasen and uh, all sorts of sauerbraten and and German beer galore. I drank and ate all day long on this cruise. It was wonderful. I, I'm wondering, uh, uh, by the way, uh, um, Bacon, you mentioned we were both going to be in Nashville. We're kind of crossing over on the Friday. I'll get there Wednesday. You're, you're coming in Friday a few days after me. Um, we, we we might need some GPSs. We're, we're going to try and get pictures in front of the, uh, the Nashville arena, though. Yeah, and actually, now that uh, we've talked about Walkerville's Oktoberfest, there is actually an Oktoberfest this weekend in downtown Nashville as well while you're there. 
Keep that in mind. Oh, shit. So I'll have to reserve Saturday for that. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to send me the details for that. I'm sure my liver will be at uh, 9.9 out of 10 by then. The, the music starts there at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I I, I got to have breakfast like bright and early to, to try and start my day. But we're, we're looking forward to it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, babbling is what we get in trouble for. Um so uh, we're going to go into the hot seat, which is always a fun point of the show. Um, we're going to start with Big B tonight. but uh, And now, Stinky Lockers. Pres- oh, for God's sakes, I hate this thing you told me to get, Big B. And now, Stinky Lockers presents the hot seat. Oh, hot, 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 hot. All right, so Big B, uh, because I think uh, bacon and mines kind of run into each other, uh, you, you've got a, a topic for the NHL hot seat this week. I do, and and uh, as I alluded to, we're getting closer to the start of the NHL season. And, of course, that means, you know, sitting around, can't wait for opening night, throw the game on TV, get some beers, and, and hang out with friends maybe and watch the game. But increasingly, more and more of us, myself included, don't have a traditional cable package anymore. You're unplugged. I am unplugged. Yeah. I stream to get uh, some form of live TV. I subscribe to Hulu Live. Otherwise, I got like ESPN Plus and, you know, various other things. The problem with that is, and this goes with all sports, but, you know, uh, waiting for the Rangers uh, home opener or the just opening night, I can't watch the Rangers because I don't have a traditional cable package. So what that means is that um, when I try to watch, like, say, on ESPN+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus plays shows all the hockey games every night, and I try to watch the Ranger game, it says, you are blacked out for local coverage. Uh, please switch to your local provider to watch the games. And I can't because I don't have MSG. MSG is the, would be the local network. Um, and me and you have had this discussion where, you know, they're like, oh, you're like, oh, well, the Rangers are in Toronto tonight. You should be able to watch the game. I can't watch any Ranger game, no matter where they're playing, unless it's a nationally televised game, which means on regular ESPN, on uh, TNT, TBS. If it's not nationally televised, I cannot watch my local teams. That, that goes for the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils. And see, I think this is part of the reason, guys, I've kept cable. Because uh, my wife has some shows she likes to watch on different channels that are available on cable. We have Netflix. We have Prime. We have all that stuff. But I've, I've, I, I have specifically uh, kept cable because of my love for uh, football and, of course, hockey, number one. Um, and I don't want to miss any games. Um, not to get to another sport, but the NFL Thursday night games are only going to be available on Prime right. in the next couple of weeks. Are, are you cable, uh, Bacon? Or Oh, I'm unplugged just like uh, Big B. I have a, an alternate solution that I pay for that I get quite a bit of stuff. So. Oh, oh you've got one of those jazz boxes. I, I, I will send it to you for sure. Please do. Because it, it and these all are rules, all antiquated rules for back when, you know, cable was in its infancy and they were trying to direct all the ad dollars to the local sports network. The yep. landscape of t- television in and of itself has changed as more and more people get unplugged and go to the streaming uh, scenario. 
And none of the sports, none of the majors, all four sports, have adjusted their blackout. Blackout rules should no longer exist. No longer exist. If we're going to aver- if we're going to advertise on jerseys, which was your topic last week, right? There's more revenue. And it's not like I'm stealing the game. Like I'm paying for ESPN Plus, yeah. so I'm not stealing it. I'm paying it. So I'm paying ESPN. Let me watch the game. Part of my dollars goes to their revenue. Let See, me watch well, the game. It's no longer directed at the local networks anymore. Well, what it used to be, uh, Big B, is um, at least in Detroit, Bacon, I don't know if it's the same anywhere else, but if the Lions-Tigers-Red Wing game uh, was sold out, they'd broadcast the game. Yeah, then it was televised, right? Yeah, if the game was not sold out and there was tickets available to buy, the game would be blackout. But you're right. That's that's back when we were talking small market. Uh, right. This is this is the at least here in New York, the the blackout rules are blanket. You if you do not have a cable package um, that you can associate with that game, you cannot watch that game. Well, see, and that's the funny thing because even here, you made a good statement that if you don't have a cable package that you can associate with the game. So, for instance, like like Coach K and I. If we have Sportsnet West, mm-hmm. I want to watch the Vancouver Canucks game. Right. And it pops up and says, nope, I'm sorry, you're in Ontario, but you pay for Sportsnet West, but you can't watch this game. It still gets like, blocked out. I'm you're paying, correct. I'm paying yeah. for Sportsnet yeah. West. Right. I want to watch the game that's on the West Coast. Right. right. I'm paying for it. I agree. Yeah. Right. It's in my pocket. None of us are trying to steal these things. We're paying it, but we still can't watch it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to miss the Rangers opening game. I'll get to watch maybe... 10, 12 games out throughout the season when they are on uh, national TV. It sounds like bacon. It sounds like bacon's going to help you. Oh, I can't wait, please. <laughs> bacon is going to help us out in private chat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, if you want to get a VIP Pucks and Pints uh, membership to find out these benefits, <laughs> uh, you can send us $10. Anyway, we're kind of going over there. I guess... I'll lead off because yours and mine kind of goes together, and I couldn't agree with you more, Bacon. Um, and I, I, I don't really want to get into the details. I mean, I've, I've got, I've, I've got some people in front of me here: uh, Zach Aston Reese in Toronto, Jimmy Vesey in New York, uh, Danny DeKaiser in Vancouver. Today, uh, Sonny Milano. Uh, signed a PTO with Calgary. Uh, I believe it's Vertinen, and and they got somebody else, too, uh, over in Edmonton. They're talking about P.K. Subban now in Boston because all of the injuries they have uh, leading into the season. And it's a hot seat, not because it's a a sore spot with me. Um, It's a hot seat because I'm wondering, all these teams are so cash-strapped um, you know, up against the salary, which is going to lead into bacon stuff, um, that the PTO is kind of like the secondary free agency where we go through the uh, free agency window where, oh, Goudreau's uh, over over in uh, Columbus and and so and so signed over here and and there and whatnot and then we, then we're watching for the 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 restricted free agents being signed and he, and here's the funny thing I thought the lease would go for Sonny Milano I got nothing against Zach Aston Reese but these are RFAs 
these are not UFAs. There's some older guys uh, that are getting picked up on PTOs. But there's some pretty good hockey players being picked up on these PTOs that I'm almost positive teams are going to sign. Like, freaking, if I wasn't on Calgary's bandwagon last week, guys, signing Sonny Milano, I don't know if you know who he is. He was down in Anaheim last year. Uh, 23 goals, yeah, he was he was playing first-line minutes on a pretty shitty team, but um, for some reason, everybody was staying away from him once Anaheim didn't extend an offer, and I think that's a good one. Zach Aston Reese, he's he's good at a league minimum. He's, he's done amazing things. Um, anyway, uh, before we go to Bacon, what are your thoughts? I think as far as the Rangers are concerned, like you said, you mentioned uh, Jimmy VC. Uh, he signed a PTO. The Rangers just signed uh, Matt Markowski to a PTO as well. At least as far as the Rangers go, I think it's just to add depth pieces that will ultimately be in the minors if they get signed at all. It, it, it's a great idea, too, because it's an easy out. You sign it a free a agent, out. you're on the hook. Right, unless right. you put them on waivers and so on. But but a PTO, you you got nothing. I like you. You've done your part. We're going to give you a two way contract or a one way contract, league minimum, or whatever you're going to do. Yeah, the right. nice thing about the PTO is it gives you a look at them, you know, in some sort of a capacity rather than a scout or rather than something else. You throw them right in with the team and say, "Let's see what you can do." And then all of a sudden, oh, we don't like you. See you later. Or we like you one way, two way. Yeah. But, and it's like adding another, I guess my point is, it's adding another dimension before you get into training camp. Like like PTOs, every day they're coming up and I'm like, nice, nice one, good one, oh. You know, I think, I, I, I think there's about five or six of these guys that are going to earn contracts. I guarantee yeah, I you so. Zach Aston Reese is going to... This is off topic very quickly. I think they're going to put, what's his name? Um, oh, shit. Who's the defenseman with the beard on Toronto? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Muzzin? Muzzin on long-term injured reserve. They're going to sign Sandine and they're going to sign this guy. Just my inside opinion. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't complain about it. I like Calgary adding this Milano. I'm getting, and I know we're not talking Calgary, I'm getting excited about. But anyway, over to you, Bacon. So now you wanted to add to this almost kind of flows together. It does. You're right. Like you said, you, you look at a guy, you see him, you decide, hey, we like him. We want to give him a one-way contract, a two-way contract. So this is one that has bugged me for a while. And um, like, how much is too much when it comes to paying these guys to play hockey. Now, well, the cap is going to start rising over the next several years. Well, see, and that's interesting because I, I looked at some numbers this afternoon. Um, in 99 and 2000, Yager had the highest salary in the league at $17 million. Sackick in 97-98 was at 16.45. Yeah, but those, are, pre, those are pre-salary cap, right? Those are pre-salary cap. Yeah, yes. yeah, those are pre-salary cap numbers. So... Then you got Mitch Marner in 2018-2019. Salary cap era at $16 million. So No, he's question, not. He's making 
You're I, talking I, signing bonuses and all that shit. Well, right. You got your bonuses. You got everything else in there. But his net worth on his contract value for 1819 was $16 million. So the thing that gets me is how much are these guys worth? Realistically, I can see, and I, I, I love hockey. I, I don't, you know, I'm not a big football fan. Uh, baseball, I'll watch. I like baseball. It drives me crazy to see these guys getting millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, right? so to play I'm gonna, a game. I'm going to give right? you. The you want to pay your I'm, doctors. You want to pay your police. You want to play your fire. Let's pay them the millions of dollars because they do a viable service to the community. They do as viable service. Well, I listen. These guys are doing a viable service to me because without hockey, I'd go fucking crazy. But anyway, <laughs> you also have to look the limited time frame of some of these guys have to work. And I know, you know, the Leafs and the Rangers, uh, they're very strong um, uh, teams. They can offer jobs in the head office and, sure. and in media and shit like that. And they're set for life. Uh, you know, for the Leafs, it's Wendell Clark, it's it's Tucker, it's Gilmore. It's, you know, they're all they're all set. Um, but they only have a limited time. And if you look at hockey versus other sports, hockey is not that bad. And you want to talk about Marner and Nylander and some of these guys being bad contracts. Just look at the contracts at Ottawa. Uh, Tampa uh, and St. Louis have handed out this year uh, to some of their unproven youngsters a simple eight-year, $8 million. Unproven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was part of my part of my research this afternoon was to say, you know, coming up into this season going forward, you know, where where did we look in the offseason? Where was this money coming from, right? You know, Kachuk, eight years, $76 million. Goudreau, seven years, $68 million. Uh, Philip Forsberg in Nashville, eight years, sixty-eight million, right? Like th- these are some crazy. N- Sergachev, don't get me wrong. I like but, Tampa. I like Sergachev, hometown boy, played for the Spitz, eight years, sixty-eight million. Not worth it. I, I don't oh, see that either. But keep in, but keep I, in mind what what I had brought up last week about the, the the advertising on the on the jersey. Advertising. I mean, all of this is based upon revenue. But right, it's not exactly. it's so, not increasing so the as, salary cap. We need the salary cap to grow. What right, is no, Austin but, Matthews' but, next but contract going to look like? Regardless of the salary cap growing or not, you're in a flat cap sell. You're in a flat cap era because of COVID. It's still based upon revenue. So when those ad dollars come through, the TV contracts come through, whatever merchandising comes through, licensing. And then ticket sales and in-stadium merch and concessions. All of that dictates what these organizations can spend against sure. the cap. Because there's obviously some teams that are below the cap floor. Right. You have, well, you have a minimum cap spend and you have, and, and you have the cap. Right. Which, and there are some teams that are below minimum cap spend, which is why you take contracts of people that are never going to play again. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to hit that cap floor. But that's so the, the the question of how much is too much, it's all based upon revenue. So uh, they can ask everything they want. If a team can't afford to pay it, they, they're not going to pay it. So the right. market dictates their value. So oh. if uh, you know Goudreau gets what whatever sixteen million, whatever whatever his number was. Next in line is going to ask for something similar. There's nobody and making sixteen million the guys. There's there's nobody making sixteen million against the cap. 
Whatever the, I was just whatever Goudreau's number is. But what you're going to see a, is the, the first contract you bought. Nazim was seven over seven. It wasn't that bad, but well, uh, it's an overpay. But anyway, there's a lot of overpays. But but you're you're investing in the in the now, and you're going to burn it out and hope someone buys the contract at the end of it, or you're going to be a shit team and it won't matter. You're going to need to hit cap bottom. But here's what's going to happen in the next little bit. I'll wrap this up really quick. Is Nathan McKinnon is going to sign in a couple weeks. And if he takes a hometown discount, it's going to be $12 million. That's if he takes a hometown discount like Sidney Crosby did to win cups. The next one is going to be Pasternak in Boston. If he's not worth $11 million a year, whether Boston wants to pay him or not, love him or hate him, guys, Austin Matthews is going to be the highest paid player wherever he ends up next yep. year. Next year. Or the year after if the Leafs hold him. He, yeah, he's going to get paid 14 north. Yep. I can't, I can't disagree with that. And there'll be someone that comes along like this Bedard or whoever he is next year, and he's going to make $20 million a year. It, it's the evolution of it. It's just economics, right? Right. Yeah, my point is just that I I think uh, as much as I love hockey, as much as I love watching it, I love playing it. I love. There are people in society that should make this amount of money. Some rules should be reversed. Well, but, look, hey, I, I'm not here. I'm, is, not, right? I'm not right. here the, to make the, a political statement. The money, the money but when when you look at sports, go. bacon, the right. hockey players are the, are the most underpaid people of all the professional sports. Yeah, the yeah. soccer players, uh, uh, the, the football players, the basketball players. When there's no cap, look at who's that pitcher, uh, Verlander. You know, thirty million dollars a year. You can't pitch at a hockey player looking for seven. Well, I mean, look at even and they the put their the bodies NFL. on the line, boys. You know that as well as I do. Even with a cap in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers making fifty million dollars a year. Right. Five zero, and you know, the argument is there that you know you make fifty, and then you've got your taxes and your fees and your agent agent fees and your you know, everything else that comes off the top, your four hundred one k contributions, your all that kind of stuff. So your fifty turns into thirty eight real quick. But at the same time, it's a lot of money. You know, it's but a lot of money. You and I have both coached hockey. Big B's been involved in it. I have not coached a player uh, that that has made it anywhere. I have witnessed one player that I've coached against in house league and 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 in rep, and that is uh, Morno on the Spitz, and he's a third line guy, and he was the best guy in the league. He was scoring eight goals a game before we even finished the first ten minutes. It's not an easy task to accomplish. So oh, sure, sure, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I just. Look what Every the UFA guys get. Look what the boxers get. Look what the tennis players get. Look what the golfers win in their purse. It, it, it's not just hockey. Right? True. That is true. Anyway, oh, I, 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 I didn't mean to turn this bitter. It bothers me, too, because <laughs> we're always struggling uh, against the cup. Uh, but that's the fun of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Now's the now's the point when, in a second, I'm going to have to remember to mute. Uh, I hate uh, these videos, but they're part of the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we go into uh, J Vegas Picks of the Week. 
Now, Jimmy Sports Lounge presents the Jay Vegas Picks of the Week. Hey guys, welcome to Pucks and Pints, the Jay Vegas Picks of the Week segment. Uh, today we're going to move uh, to the Danish Hockey League. We've been moving all over the globe uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, NHL hasn't started yet preseason, hasn't even started yet. So we've kind of been uh, focusing on uh, some obscure leagues from around the world. And we're going to the Danish Hockey League today. Uh before we do, uh, we're going to focus on another award, a player award this year. Uh, it's Defenseman of the Year. And uh, this year we have kind of a unique situation. Um, so Kale McCarr is taking in uh, a lot of action. So uh, consequently, what that means is that uh, the other players uh, who are below him or the other you know, all-star defensemen, We'll be giving you great odds. Uh, uh, Roman Josie is at eight to one. Uh, there's four players actually at eight to one. Roman Josie, Charlie McAvoy, um, Adam Fox, and Victor Hedman will all be uh, eight to one. Charlie McAvoy not so much, eight and a half to one. Wouldn't put too much on him. I would sprinkle a little on him. Uh, but Victor Hedman and Roman Josie at eight to one are giving you great value. I mean. A lot, of, a lot can happen in a season. Kale McCarr will probably have another beast season, uh, but if he doesn't, you're getting you're getting good odds on Adam Fox, and you're getting uh, you're getting good odds on all four of those players who are currently at about eight to one. Um, it sounds terrible, but yes, you would be cheering for Kale McCarr to basically get injured, and then you'd have a shot at uh, Josie Fox or McAvoy or Hedman at eight to one. Uh, shop around, different books, see if you can get better lines, but because of all the action that uh, Kale McCarr is taking in, you're going to get really good odds on virtually any defenseman you take to win the scoring title for the season. Anyway, uh, that's something to think about. Hopefully this is good information for you to use uh, for the Pucks and Pints Live Hockey Fantasy Draft, which will be at 1130 October 2nd. I believe. Don't miss it. All right, folks, we're moving to the Danish Hockey League for the pick of the week this week. Like I said, we're 2-0. The first week, uh, the first week we went to the Australian Hockey League and the Melbourne Mustangs won for us. Uh, last week, uh, it was the Asian Hockey League. And I don't know if you remember, but I picked the Hokkaido Red Eagles. The Hokkaido Red Eagles was a very good pick. But today we're going with one of my favorite teams, my favorite teams of all time in the Danish league. Um, it's the Frederik Schreven. The team is the Frederik Schreven Whitehawks. We're going with the Whitehawks today, okay? The Whitehawks are who we're taking. We're paying a little bit of juice on them. 125 gets you 100 profit. So they're a slight favorite. But like I said, this is my favorite team, the Frederik Schreven. Whitehawks, and they have to beat the uh, as the Ebsjerg energy, the Ebsjerg energy. We're taking the Whitehawks over the energy in the Danish Hockey League. Uh, as we all know, Dane Lund is a is a beautiful city. I 
love to get there and see these guys play once. But that's the pick of the week. We're two and zero, and we're going three and zero this week, folks. And we're going three and zero with the Fred, with the White Hawks over the Energy. That's your pick this week for Jay Vegas's picks of the week, and we'll be back next week with perhaps the Bulgarian under eighteen hockey league. Who knows? But it's going to be a winner. Good luck, guys. You know, I gotta. I gotta laugh a little bit. I thought Jay was having a stroke there for a second. <laughs> A stroke is the understatement. I, well, you you know me and pronouncing names and shit. I I try to stay away from any foreign hockey players or or teams. It was the Whitehawks. Have any of you joined him on any of those bets yet? I guess they're he's he's batting you know two in a row, folks. I love that he's going around the world. Like he's telling me leagues I never knew existed. Well, the, the Australian and the Asian league, the Danish league, you kind of figure, uh, you know, European, but the, the Australian and Asian league, I had no idea existed. I got to wonder if Jay Vegas is subject to blackouts or what his cable bill must be to watch some of these. Uh, you know what? He, he's on to something. Well, he's, he's their resident bookie down at Jimmy's and uh, they have, they have bets on, on just about everything. But I'll, I'll tell you, uh, yeah, he was struggling on some of those words, but I think he's like the rest of us and just wants this damn season to get started. And he'll like he'll actually be able to say, "Your sure bet this week is the Blues against the Wild." Uh, you know what I mean? He's just, he's just biding his time. He's doing a great job over there. How many sure bets are going to be the Montreal Canadiens this year? Uh, yeah, fourth or fifth, at least one. <laughs> uh, and, and we got some good teams here, so I can't wait for Bacon to speak. But uh, before we go into our uh, our Central Division review really quick here, um, he did mention something we've negated, uh, which uh, Chad Nadu, uh, fan of the show, over on uh, our Facebook page, wanted a fantasy sports league. Uh, I checked yesterday. Uh, my boy's in it, and we're all in it, and Jay Vegas and Chad Nadu. There's eight of us. There's room for 20. Um, you've got till October 2nd. Um, I'll have Chris post it again on our Facebook page, which is uh, Pucks and Pints Radio on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And prizes. Prizes. Get in. We're going to have prizes. We may even have an NHL Sensi I'm working Ooh. on. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, get in. Want- you guys, it's just fun. It's just other fun stuff. That we're trying to do. We're trying to do more than than just the show. Yeah. Anyway, folks, uh, let's go into the um, uh, into the uh, Central Division uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, the last one that we need to cover. I got a tons of ton of notes, but uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If I get four or five on this, I'm walking out the door. Uh, let's start with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, the most exciting thing is that I don't know about you guys, but I'm checking out a flight down there 
to go see a hockey game in front of 6,000 people. That That is exciting to me. I I I can't wait to I can't watch the Rangers opening night. I'm gonna watch the Coyotes opening night in five thousand seat uh, Arizona State University Arena. It's gonna be great. The team is gonna suck, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, unless they're giving away tickets with uh, university registrations, I don't think there's gonna be very many people. No, but I, if I, I can go, if I can go see the Leafs. If I can go see a fully dressed Leaf team, if I can go see a fully dressed Ranger team, if I can go see the freaking Red Wings in front of a six that like I mean, it's hard to get a lower bowl seat. I mean, Little Caesars isn't too bad compared to Toronto. Uh, Madison Square Garden is right off the charts, um, yeah. but if I can get in there, the top seat of the arena is like sitting lower bowl. Anywhere, it's like being, it's smaller than the Spitfire Arena bacon. Hey, I read somewhere that the ticket demand is up this year for the Arizona Coyotes because it's only a 5,000 seat arena. It sounds good. Let's yeah, go Coyotes. That's because but, uh, people want to go and they want to come come back and say, look at my ticket stub here. This is when I went to see the Coyotes before they folded and moved out of here. Yeah, but Let's the other thing Coyotes. is, too. They're getting a new arena built. Imagine being, so you know. imagine being yeah, well. Imagine That's being a snowbird. Imagine being a snowbird or a Leaf fan or or a Ranger fan, and you, and you can take a little break and go see your team, not not Arizona. You're not watching their newest acquisitions of uh, Hang on, Zach Cassian and Jeff Brown. They got Patrick Nemeth. God damn it! Uh, I I might consider if the tickets are reasonably priced. Find out when the Leafs are playing there, and uh, anyway, they, they've got a lot of good young players. It's just not now. Yeah, you know, I don't know. My thoughts on Arizona: they're gonna, you know, regardless of if they sell out their five thousand seat arena or not, I think they're gonna be bottom of the barrel this year. I think there's too much negative negative energy around the team this year with everything that's going on. All the disruptions they've had. Um, I've still got Montreal behind them. But anyway. They're going to be last in the division for sure, but I'm rooting for them. Yeah, Yeah, and you're right. They do have a lot of young, talented players. You know, you got Jacob Chickren, Lawson Krause. uh, Like you said, the the acquisition of Cassian. You know. um, Cassian is. What world do you live in where Cassian is going to make or break your team? Oh, yeah. Well, he's not going to make or break it, but I think he's going to bring something to that locker room. A little, just a little bit of. Yeah, a little bit of cocaine and and a little (laughs) bit of booze. (laughs) And I can't even speak to the goalie situation in there. Uh, Karel Vimelka and John Gillies. Unknown to me. Unknown to me. I, you know, I I didn't do enough research on them to to be able to speak to them. I just. uh, We're spending. I, I pray that they can. We're spending far well. too much time on the Arizona Coyotes. Here's <laughs> here's a little bit more polarizing uh, bottom feeder. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> they still have Patty Kane and Jonathan Toves, Taves. Sorry. Um, they picked up uh, Andreas and in, Ciso. In They've picked up Colin Blackwell. They picked up uh, Max Domi. They picked up Jack Johnson. Um, sure, Peter Mrazek is their starting goalie. But they're, they're in a rebuild, but... They've still got some people there. 
Yeah, Michael they actually Walton. added uh, Cole Gutman, who's uh, University of Denver, uh, two-year entry contract. I like him. He's a good kid. I, I watched him play a couple games for Denver this year uh, online, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do there too. You put a little, put a little more uh, pep in their step, and so I, I, I guess the thing with the Blackhawks is we know they're going to be terrible. Um, I, I guess Big B, the question might be: Are they going to move Kane and Taves? Uh, yeah, I believe they they will. Uh, right around the trade deadline, probably to a team that's you know really gunning for the for the Stanley Cup, uh, and get some draft picks and and continue the rebuild. I mean that, that's what they that they're, that's what they're in. They're in a rebuild. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves don't don't want to hang around for that. I, I, I don't Everybody think knows I that. don't think Taves has a long time left. I, he hasn't really talked about it, but I get the feeling Patty Kane wants to play a while. Right, but he wants to play for a winner. Oh, so that's why I think at the trade deadline, when the teams have sorted themselves out, kind of the upper echelon teams that need that one more guy, that Patrick Kane type guy, will make a trade for him, give some good draft picks, uh, and you know Kane will go for a try to get a cup, and the Blackhawks will will uh, continue their rebuild. So they'll probably be one two on our uh, on our trade day deadline uh, bait board. I would assume. Another one we can probably really skim over. I mean, other than goaltending, uh, which you probably, both of you guys would have more insight than me, uh, is the Colorado Avalanche. They're, they're, they're the defending uh, champs. They're awesome. Um, I'm not saying I'm a fan of theirs, but God, they're good. Um, yeah, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, they are. Paul Byron is going to get better. And, uh, oh, but what about the goaltending guys? Because uh, Big B, you know him from New York, and uh, of yeah. course, Chris, you're our I, expert. I watched Georgiev for many, many seasons. He is a really good goal. I like him a lot. And you know, uh, Bacon during the during the playoffs, I was saying Toronto should go after him uh, and get him get him in net. I like Georgiev a lot. If they can win with Kemper, they can definitely win with Georgiev. I think Georgiev is better than Kemper. So you're saying he's an upgrade? I think so, yes. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree as well. And then uh, you got Pavel Fran Francois or Francois. Francois, yeah. He was good. Uh, he was, he was good. To, yeah, down. you're right. He was good as well. They're, they're solid this year. They, and uh, Johansson has the third. So, I mean, it's easily going to stay there this year, I think. Easily a uh, pick to uh, to repeat. I mean. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be hard. We'll see how the season goes, but uh, unless they get like a you know the bug of, of being tired and injured, and the, the, they're going to be tough to beat. Now the next the next teams uh, left uh, the next uh, four teams. This is where it gets tight. I never know what to make of the Dallas Stars. Now I love their goalie. I mean, Andre is he was something else. Uh, whether he could continue that, you never know. You never know about these goalies. They could they could be on fire one year and in and, and in the dumpster the next. You got Jamie Ben. You you, you you still got to sign Robertson, but I mean they, they they've been making some good signings. Um, I don't know what to make about this team. I don't know where to put them. Andre. Ottinger would have won the Vesna Trophy if it wasn't for the Rangers goaltender having an out, you know, an out of his mind season. Ottinger was phenomenal, and I don't think I can't see any reason why he wouldn't repeat 
what he did last year, this year. Um, but outside of the goaltending, they have question marks. Oh, huge. Like Jamie Benn and Seagan. Like what, what, what do they have left in the tank? Right? Like, uh, uh, they lost uh, a major defenseman last year in, 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 in Klingberg. Um, I mean, Robertson's going to be a great hockey player. They've got some good people coming through the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put them outside the hockey playoff bubble unless Onger is absolutely unreal. Yeah. Bacon? I agree. Like you said, you guys hit all, all the points that I had written down. They've got a few guys there that are still still viable players, but I just, I, you know, Ottinger, even if he stands on his head, I just don't know if they've got the rest to, to kind of push through that that uh, that playoff spot. I mean, last week we talked about how strong the other division was and you got to take that into consideration right like you're you're one two three are in but then when you get to the wild cards the other division is far too strong uh, we think Vancouver's going to surge or who knows Vegas or who knows LA um you know Calgary and Edmonton at the top whatever um it's going to be tough but I think the door is wide open after Colorado I really, really do. Because we get to the Minnesota Wild. Another team, I, there's the two teams in this division. Well, I can't figure out a lot of teams in this division. There's teams I think that should be good, but they are or they aren't. Like, Minnesota really didn't add anybody. They took away Talbot from their, their goaltending duel. They're riding everything on flurry. Um, they haven't added anybody. Um. I, again, I, I I don't know if I see Minnesota in a playoff uh, push. I think losing losing Fiala is is a hit. That was huge. That was that's, what that, that was L.A. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a hit to them. Um, I don't know. I. I mean, if Fleury's how healthy, long, how long? Here's the, here's a question: How long can Mark Andre Fleury continue? Yeah, he's a great goaltender. I not, not taking anything away from him, but he's getting old. He can't play eighty games. Yeah, for sure. No, and his and his his uh, his average has been going down every year. Like last year, he was a nine oh six, which by all standards, it's still a good average in comparison to the other goaltenders in the, in the NHL, save for uh, you know the top tier top tier guys so 906 while it sounds low for an nhl goalie comparatively to the rest of the goalies in the nhl last year it's right on par so he's playing just as well as everyone else but you're right he's not getting any younger right um it's interesting that like you said uh, coach k we have a bunch of teams in this division and I have a note next to the word Central Division that I wrote this afternoon that says the best of the worst division. Yeah, other than Colorado. And it really is. Right? You've yeah. got Colorado, and then you've got eh, wild cards. Like, it's just anyone can do anything in this division and, and any given day. Now, right? but There's the no next, one team is better than the other aside from to throw Colorado out of the mix. The other seven teams, it's anybody's game at that point. But here's here's one I like, and I'm not, I'm not going to be like you and call them two 
in the division. <laughs> but I, I, I really like these guys, not because we're going to visit, but because of the additions and the signings that they made. I am still pretty confident that Nashville, especially after last year, is going to ice a good team. They picked up Jankowski. Uh, they picked up Nino Niedermeyer. Uh, and I know it was a sell-off, but I think Ryan McDonough uh, with Roman Yossi and, 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 you know, they signed Forsberg. And I still think this team uh, is solid in a lock for a playoff spot. I don't know where, but I, but I think of all these little mysteries, I, 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 I think the Predators will be there. I think I think you hit on probably the biggest acquisition uh, is Ryan McDonough, strictly because he knows how to win. He's been there. He's been on very successful teams. Obviously, won cups with with uh, with Tampa Bay. Uh, with made runs with the Rangers. He will bring a winning Stanley Cup presence to that locker room. Uh, he's really going to push that team uh, to greater things that they've. Uh, Greater things than they've than they've accomplished before, I think that's a key. Just the leadership. He, he's the a leadership. good guy. He's not what he used to be, but he's a he's been a captain in the NHL, and 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 he played well for the for the Lightning last year. Absolutely, absolutely. And it wasn't like they they got rid of him because he was bad. It was a salary dump. Yeah, they needed that's to the sign all these multiple signings, which I question. But that's a topic for another day. What do you think, Bacon? Uh, I, I like them. Uh, I've liked Nashville for a while. I, uh, I had an opportunity uh, through my work to go down and, and uh, be in Nashville just after they got into the league. Um, saw them play early. It was a very interesting experience to uh, go to an NHL game and see a team play and have to explain rules to people <laughs> sitting around me. Oh, you haven't been to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> No, I said I had to explain the rules to them, not just get yelled at when something goes wrong. Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got okay. Uh, so it was, it, you know, and again, hometown boy being there, uh, Ryan Ellis, who played on the Spitz for a long time. I forgot uh, about him. Is he? No, he's on the Flyers. Right? No, he, no, he got traded. You're yeah, right. He got on, traded. Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I like Nashville. I, I agree with you. I see them uh, for this division. I see them finishing, you know, three, four in the division. Uh, maybe coming in a low low playoff spot in the overall picture, um, getting in there to to bang around for at least at least a first round. Um, but I think you know you got UC Saros and Net Cooley and Lankinen. Uh Saros is listed as questionable for the season with an ankle, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think he'll be ready to go, and uh, I think you should see some solid hockey. Uh, the perilous St. Louis Blues. I think they lost their heart and soul. I, 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 I don't think that Perron is going to bring the Red Wings a Stanley Cup, but that one stung. Um, they, 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 they lost Perron. Uh, they lost Lindgren. And they lost uh, Huso, who may or may not be their, 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 their best goalie. I, I'm not going to comment. They're bringing in Josh Levo and a few others. Again, a team that always seems to figure out a way to do it. They play that certain style. But I got a big question mark uh, over the Blues. In a weak division, they might have a good chance. 
Yeah, I providing think- you know, get your your goalies Bennington and Grice. Um, as long as Bennington keeps his cool, yeah, I think the goaltending situation will be okay. Uh, he has been the last couple of years. He's had a real bad, bad, uh, bad temper, uh, a bad habit of wanting to fight guys, letting guys get under his skin, and just letting his game go to go to pot. So as long as he can control himself, I think they, you know, they're they're like you said, they're in a division where you, you can see him do something. They're only um, getting older, like everybody else. Though they don't seem to be bringing in any. No, not a, lot, not a lot what of young guys. Right? Still got Bortuzzo. Still got Falk. Still got Pareko. Like, uh, you know, these guys aren't, like you said, they're not getting younger. What do you got, Big B? I think, and I, I agree with what Bacon said. <clears throat> as long as Bennington can keep his head about him. I mean, losing H- Huso was big. Uh, but if Bennington can, you know, maintain, this team will, they'll finish two, three in the, in the uh, division, make the playoffs. I don't think they'll go very far, but they will definitely make the playoffs. Now here's the uh, dumpster fire of them all. Um, <laughs> they almost made it to the Stanley cup finals a few years ago. They look uh, absolutely amazing on, on, on paper. They, they, they just stripped Blake Wheeler of his captaincy and are going without a captain. They have a brand new coach. They, they, they again have one of the best goalies in the NHL. Uh, I don't know. Is Winnipeg going to sell in the middle of the year? See that and going going into tonight, knowing we were doing this division, I looked at Winnipeg as just a feeder for the NHL teams. They are develop a developmental team for the rest of. This is what they've become. So a, a team a player will get to a certain point, and then they're going to sell them off to another team. Much like, you know, in baseball, that's what the Kansas City Royals did for years. The Minnesota Twins did for years. They develop a player and then sell them off. That's what the Winnipeg Jets are right now. They will develop a player to a certain point. He'll get, he'll have a certain trade value and then they'll sell them off. I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, I I don't either. Uh, You know, I heard a, I heard a a statement this afternoon on NHL radio that uh, they were talking about Minnesota, or sorry, uh, Winnipeg and they were, they were talking about, stripping the captaincy and kind of the state of the situation and the state of the team. And multiple players have come out and said that the locker room is just a disaster. So and, and that's a big I, one. I, I you have don't have question. chemistry in the locker room. You don't have chemistry anywhere else. I, I, Oh, we all know that. Anyone that's coached or been in a locker room, you don't have chemistry. You don't have a hope in hell when it comes to a, uh, a big game. Is there a possibility that the Leafs flip uh, Matt Murray for Hullabuck? At the deadline, I, I you know, that would be the prize of prizes. It's possible, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about it. That's for sure. Well, uh, I don't think anyone would be upset no. about it. I don't. <laughs> I, I think ninety nine percent of the teams, other than the ones that have Vasilevsky and Shesterskin, wouldn't be upset <laughs> about it. You know, would I like to see you know Georgiev? Yes, but uh, I, I think. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to, to move some of these players, uh, based I on mean, the fact that the, the state they're in, and they just you know the maybe NHL they approach teams. it like Chicago, well, right? With, they approach with, it with like the, Chicago and the, say, "Hey, we're rebuilding." With the age of your players, I mean, and they were almost there a couple of years ago. Like they were there yeah. in Vegas in, in the Western Conference Final. Like they, these guys are not kids. 
Nobody wants to play there. Uh, Dubois wants out. He signed a one-year contract. Um, yep. You just took the captaincy off Wheeler. Now he's 34 or 35 years old. Um, he's one of those guys like a Giroux you might pick up to try and bolster your lineup. But, like, the, the state of that team is terrible. They lost Stastny, who I think is still a viable hockey player, mm-hmm. even at his age. Um, they haven't gained anything. They, 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 they um, well, they? Let, let's see, let's see if Rick Bonus can turn that locker room around. I, I don't, he's a proven he NHL coach. Let's see if he can turn the locker room around. I say no. <laughs> six, six players on the roster over, over 30. You know, again, four we're in a comedy, four of them approaching was, mid 30s. I, 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 like, uh, I look at them like Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, you know, the well, New York's still going, but, you know, Pittsburgh, it's now or never time. So I think if this team tanks right off the bat, you're going to get a blow up in Winnipeg and there's going to be a lot of big names on the market. I don't disagree with that. And then, oh, God, they'll never sell tickets and we might lose Winnipeg as a uh, NHL city again. Well, and there's the fear. There's the fear, right? Winnipeg was in there at one point, and then they couldn't sustain the team. They couldn't sustain the market, so the team went away. They brought Winnipeg back on the fans' discretion and said, yeah, the fans have rallied. We got the arena. We got the funding. We got, And here we are, kind of back in that cycle again. Uh, guys, uh, my son just interrupted me, and I know we got to go to Mike Jolitz. And, uh... We have breaking news. We got breaking news right off the press. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rangers have traded Lundquist, the holdout defenseman, to the Dallas Stars for a 2023 first-round pick. A first-round pick? Holy shit. Oh. Now, that's a good steal, but this this guy's, I think, a good hockey player on a team where there wasn't a lot of room for him to grow, and he, just, he just wasn't a fit for the room. Does right. this change how we feel about the Stars? They're still going for it. Well, they got 30 or 24 days, maybe. He's a he's we'll a see. good, def- well, he's not good. He hasn't proven himself yet, but he's he's got a huge upside. They just, they just replaced Klingberg in their pipeline, as far as I'm concerned. And Big B, you got another fucking first-round pick that I, you can deal at the deadline uh, for a Patty Kane or something. I'm... Every all the talk was trying, trying to get a second rounder for Niels Lundqvist. Um, to get a first round is is phenomenal, uh, and that's what Patrick uh, um, Patrick Nemeth was brought in last offseason to try to nurture him, uh, and it didn't work. So uh, he wasn't going to report to camp. He wanted out. This is a great deal for the Rangers. Lundqvist and a, and, and a, good, a great a great a great reset for uh, Lundqvist as well. Absolutely. No, he's a yeah. great player. See if he can do some good things on Dallas. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, but the Rangers getting a first-round pick is phenomenal. Absolutely breaking news right here. You heard it exclusively first uh, on, on, on Pucks and Pints, and I got to thank my uh, son, Jake, who is in the fantasy pool. Uh, so him and I are going to start uh, keeping secrets uh, from each other. No, no collusion, eh? There's no, no collusion. collusion in this. 
no collusion. All right, we are, of course, running out of time again. But uh, like like Chris said, um, as, as we move on throughout the weeks, we won't be doing these uh, division breakdowns or anything like that. So, but, and I lost it, so I got to bring it back up on screen here, folks. Just bear with me once... One second here. I lost uh, Mike Joel, let's say. But, hey, we appreciate you sticking with us. We're going through some growing pains here, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, uh, push comes to shove. Um, I think we got a good thing going here. We're having a lot of fun, a lot of good discussion. And um, anyway. Keeps us out of trouble. Let's let's have a little fun for the last minute uh, before we close out. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mike, Spol- uh, Mike Jolett's uh, Sports Minute. I'm stuttering because of that news we just got. I hope we get breaking news like that every week. Now it's time for Sports Minute with Mike Jolett's. Aaron Judge of the Yankees is still at 57 home runs this year. Hmm. Thought for sure the Brewers would have given him a few. The Wisconsin Badgers beat New Mexico State. The Ohio State Buckeyes decimated Toledo 77-21. Miami lost in a shocker, and Notre Dame beat the California Gummy Bears. The, and rugby action, the New Zealand All Blacks beat the Australian Wallabies in the Bledisloe Cup for the 20th straight year. Congrats, New Zealand. The Buccaneers beat the Saints. The Patriots beat the Steelers. The Chardinals came from behind to beat the Raiders. And the Packers beat the Bears. The Bears still suck. And finally, in the sports minute, the chess world has been rocked by a scandal. A chess grandmaster has been accused of cheating to beat the world's number one ranked player. Not a surprise, but it's how he supposedly cheated that's the wild part. Uh, He's been accused of using wireless anal beads. To get relayed what should be his next move. Really? <laughs> That's great. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the Sports Minute. Hope you have a great show. Um, Choose Chow and Offeater saying later, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> entertaining Mike Jolitz giving us a broader view on the world of sports my classic tonight was still the Finsons from Denmark great show guys we almost made the deadline I I, I think as we continue on we'll be able to get to these other segments Um, we've talked about the division we got nothing else to talk about there so we're good well, now we'll talk about camps and signings, and yeah, we'll have. I'm sure more next PTOs every week. Yeah, I'm sure next week we'll have uh, some more time for some fun stuff. Um, but we're getting closer by the minute, ladies and gentlemen, and you're in the right spot. Pucks and pints, pucks and pints radio dot com. Uh, Walkerville Brewery is 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 our sponsor this week. 
blessings to them and some great beer. I've really enjoyed it. Um, uh, the uh, the Yahoo Fantasy Pool. Uh, Bacon's going to repost that on the uh, Facebook group. And yep. we're very slowly gaining traction in the podcast world. Uh, so, so stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. And we will see you uh, next week. Boys, say goodnight. Good night, boys. Later. All right, kids. We'll see you next week on Pucks and Pints. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel now and make sure you never miss another upload. This is Pucks and Pints. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.